My name's Laura, and this is German Grammar Pod. This podcast's topic is the conditional, which is sometimes instead known as Konjunktiv 2, Subjunctiv 2, Konjunktiv Preteritum, or the Past Subjunctive. What I intend to do in this podcast is to explain the basics of what the conditional is and how German does it. Then next time, I'll explain the more complex things you can do with the conditional, which will mainly relate to using the conditional in different tenses. So, what is the conditional? Basically, it boils down to sentences in which you use the word would in English. For instance, if I were rich, I would buy a big house. Or as it is for some English speakers, if I was rich, I would buy a big house. The really good news is that there is a direct German equivalent for would, and that is würde. This verb conjugates, that is, it changes its form depending on whether you're using it with an I, we, he, she, or you, etc. If that sounds confusing, then I suggest you listen to my podcast on the present tense before you continue with this one. The conjugation of würde is as follows. I would, ich würde, you, informal singular would, du würdest, he, she, it would, er, sie, es würde, we would, wir würden, you, informal plural would, ihr würdet, you, formal singular and plural would, sie würden, they would, sie würden. I'll put that on the website uk.geocities.com slash German Grammarpod. It's a nice, easy, regular conjugation, which works like regular conjugations for the simple past do, and there are no tricky vowel changes to catch you out. To be honest, though, if you're not at a stage where learning the conjugation of verbs comes easily to you, I think you can get away with just learning the form Wörter. That's the one that goes with I, he, she and it, which is the form you're likely to use most often. If you do use it with other pronouns, you'll very probably be understood. It'll just sound a bit funny. Now, sadly, that's not the end of the story. You can't just translate that whole sentence literally using Wörter for would. The reason for that is that although the first half of the sentence looks like it's in the past tense in English, this isn't a true past tense at all. Rather, the first half of the sentence is also in the conditional. It just happens that in English, we express that using the same words we use to express the past tense. Don't panic. Most sentences that look like past tenses really are past tenses. The trick to spotting ones that look like they're in the past tense, but are actually a conditional, is to look out for clauses that either start with an if, or could start with an if if you rephrase them slightly especially ones that are also linked to would clauses. For instance, if I bought you an elephant, what would you call it? If she had the time, then she would take more exercise. Had she the time, then she would take more exercise. If I were rich, I would buy a big house. Were I rich, I'd buy a big house. I would buy a big house if I was rich. In German, Instead of using the past tense of a verb for this half of the sentence, you also use the conditional, the would form. For instance, if I bought you an elephant becomes wenn ich dir einen Elefant kaufen würde. 
The only thing is, I oversimplified a little. You can't, or more accurately, you shouldn't, use würde with all of the verbs in German. Instead, with some verbs, you use a conditional form of that particular verb. Like in English, you wouldn't say, I would be able to, you'd say, I could. Using the longer version of würde plus the infinitive, rather than the single word conditional form of the verb, sounds stilted or archaic, although it is still comprehensible. In English, we just do this with the verbs can and shall, which become could and should. All the rest we use a would with, for instance, would have, would like, would be, would want, would buy. German uses a single word to replace the would plus infinitive with a lot more verbs than English. Specifically, it prefers to replace it in eight verbs. Sein, to be, where instead of würde sein, you use wäre, that's W, A umlaut, that's an A with two little dots over it, R, E. Haben, to have, where instead of würde haben, you use hätte, that's H, A umlaut, T, T, E. Können, can, where instead of würde können, you use könnte, that's K, O umlaut, N, N, T, E. Mögen, to like, where instead of würde mögen, you use möchte, that's M, O umlaut, C, H, T, E. You probably recognise that one already from sentences like Ich möchte eine Tasse Tee. I'd like a cup of tea. Well, now you know where that one comes from. Dürfen, may, where instead of würde dürfen, you use dürfte. That's D, U umlaut, R, F, T, E. Müssen, must, where instead of würde müssen, you use müsste. That's M, U umlaut, double S, T, E. Sollen, shall, where instead of würde sollen, you use sollte. That's S, O, double L, T, E. And wollen, to want, where instead of würde wollen, you use wollte. That's W, O, double L, T, E. Now, what I've just given you there for each of those verbs is the I, he, she and it form. These verbs also change form or conjugate, depending on which person you're using them with. For each person, they all take exactly the same endings that würde does, and you don't get any vowel changes with any of these either. They all keep the same vowels in them, whatever person you've conjugated them to match. For instance, with hätte, it's ich hätte, I would have, du hättest, you would have, er, sie, es hätte, he, she, it would have, wir hätten, we would have, ihr hättet, you would have, sie hätten, you would have, sie hätten, they would have. For those of you who are familiar with the term modal verbs, those verbs I just listed are the modal verbs plus haben and sein. For most of them, the conditional form is exactly the same as the simple past form of the verb, except the vowel has an umlaut over it. 
An umlaut is two little dots over a vowel that change how the vowel is pronounced. The three vowels that can have an umlaut over them in German are A, which goes from being pronounced A to being pronounced E, like the E in bed. O, which goes from being pronounced O to being pronounced E, like the E in bird. U, which goes from being pronounced U to being pronounced U like the uh in put crossed with the i in pit so you get something like put. Now my German pronunciation is far from perfect so those are just approximations. Also the different letters can have different sounds in different words but they should be near enough to give you the right idea. Native English speakers will probably find it particularly difficult to tell the difference between German U with an umlaut and German U without an umlaut but should be okay with the others. Native German speakers often find it mysterious that we can't tell the difference between two sounds which to them are so different. But it's because we don't distinguish between those two sounds in English. You could use either U or U as the vowel in an English word like put and it would still sound like you were trying to say the same word. English has plenty of its own vowels that speakers of other languages find hard to tell apart, like A and a uh in mad and mud, or e and i in heat and hit. The trick is not to worry about it. You should be able to work out from the context which word is meant, where it's important whether an umlaut has been used or not. And other people should be able to work out which one you mean. Exposure to the language will improve your ability to hear the difference between similar sounds and produce it yourself whether you're worrying about it or not. Oh, I should warn you that when sounding out spellings, native German speakers make the noise that the vowel with an umlaut makes instead of saying, for instance, you umlaut, like I do, because for them, the sounds are easily distinguished from each other. And also, umlaut means something slightly different in German than it does in English. In English, the word umlaut means the two dots that you see over a vowel that tell you that the vowel is pronounced differently from usual. In German, though, umlaut doesn't refer to the two dots by themselves, but rather usually refers to the vowel together with the two dots. And Germans often initially find our tendency to add in the word umlaut to indicate that the spelling includes one, rather odd. It does, however, make life much easier for non-native speaker learners to spell like that. So don't be put off asking for clarification about whether vowels have an umlaut or not, if you're not sure. Getting back to the single word conditional forms of verbs, let's look more closely at the similarity between these and the simple past forms. As I just mentioned, for most of them, the conditional form is exactly the same as the simple past form of the verb, except the vowel has an umlaut over it. For instance, the simple past tense of has, hat, is hatter, and the conditional is hitter. The simple past form of likes, mag, is mochte, and the conditional form is möchte. The simple past form of darf, may, is durfte, without an umlaut, and the conditional form is durfte, with an umlaut. The simple past form of muss, must, is musste, without an umlaut, and the conditional form is müsste with an umlaut. 
The others don't quite follow that pattern. Would be doesn't follow it because not only does var, was, get an umlaut over the a, it also gets an e on the end to become vera. The other three, könnte, sollte and wollte, don't fit the pattern either because there's no change between the simple past and the conditional. The word is exactly the same in both forms. So, könnte keeps the umlaut on its o in both the simple past and the conditional and sollte and wollte don't have an umlaut on the o in either. For these you have to rely on the context to work out whether a conditional or a simple past is being used. Rather like in English you need to rely on context to know whether could is being used as the past tense was able to or the conditional would be able to. Anyhow, back to our example sentences. With that information, we can now translate the example sentences using the conditional form for both the would part of the sentence and the related if clause, which sounds like it's in the past tense in English. So you get, if I bought you an elephant, what would you call it? Wenn ich dir einen Elefant kaufen würde, wie würdest du ihn nennen? If she had the time, then she would take more exercise. Wenn sie die Zeit hätte, dann würde sie mehr Sport treiben. Did you notice that in that sentence I used hätte instead of würde haben in wenn sie die Zeit hätte, if she had the time? That was because to have is one of those verbs where German uses a single conditional verb form hätte instead of würde plus the infinitive. The fact that I was using the conditional for the part of the sentence that in English sounds like it's a past tense is neither here nor there. You use the same conditional form in German whether you're translating the would bit or the bit in the if clause that sounds like a past tense in English. In other words, I used hätte not because I was translating the if clause but because German prefers hätte to würde haben irrespective of whether you're translating an if clause or a would clause. I would also translate a would clause like I would have a big house using hätte. Ich hätte ein großes Haus. We also need to use a hätte in the next sentence where there's no if in the if clause. I hope you can see that the meaning of this sentence is the same as the one before. It's just that both English and German give you an option to leave out the if by putting the verb first. So, had she the time that she would take more exercise becomes Hätte sie die Zeit, dann würde sie mehr Sport treiben. Moving on to the next sentence with If I were rich, I would buy a big house. The were in If I were rich comes from the verb to be. So you need the conditional form of that. To be being one of those verbs that German uses a one word conditional for instead of würde plus an infinitive. So that's wäre instead of würde sein which means you get Wenn ich reich wäre, würde ich ein großes Haus kaufen. The other two I gave you were just different versions of the same sentence to try and show you other ways in which the conditional might turn up. For instance, Were I rich, I'd buy a big house. Wäre ich reich, würde ich ein großes Haus kaufen. I would buy a big house if I was rich. Ich würde ein großes Haus kaufen, wenn ich reich wäre. 
Notice that even though I used if I were rich in one sentence and if I was rich in another, the translation is wenn ich reich wäre in both cases. There is no second version in German. Right, at this point I want to take a moment to go into a bit of word order as it relates to the conditional. You're going to need to know about standard word order, multi-clause sentences and subordinate clauses to understand this bit. So if you don't already know about those and want to, I suggest you listen to my word order podcasts. Basically, as you've probably already noticed, when you have a Wörter or a single word form of the conditional like hätte or könnte, it's the conjugated verb in your clause. In other words, in a standard main clause, it comes second. And if there's another verb in that clause, that comes last in the clause. Wenn is a subordinating conjunction, which sends the verb along to the end of the clause. When you have a subordinating conjunction in a clause with an infinitive and a Wörter, of the two verbs, the infinitive comes first and the Wörter comes last. For instance, wenn ich dir einen Elefant kaufen würde, if I bought you an elephant. I've been saying Wörter, but the same applies if the Wörter is conjugated to match a different noun subject, or if you have one of those single verb replacements for Wörter plus an infinitive in the clause instead. For instance, wenn ich dir einen Elefant kaufen könnte, if I could buy you an elephant. When a Wörter clause with main clause word order follows another clause and there's no conjunction between them, then the Wörter comes first in its clause, the same as any conjugated verb would in a main clause which doesn't start with a conjunction and which comes after another clause. Alternatively, you can fit the linking word dan in before the Wörter. For instance, if she had the time, then she would take more exercise. Wenn sie die Zeit hätte, dann würde sie mehr Sport treiben. Also, as I mentioned earlier, if you use an if clause without the if, then the verb comes first. And that applies whether or not the ifless if clause is the first clause in the sentence. For instance, were I rich, I'd buy a big house. Wäre ich reich, würde ich ein großes Haus kaufen. Or, I would buy a big house were I rich. Ich würde ein großes Haus kaufen, wäre ich reich. Sentences like that without an if often sound rather old-fashioned in English. They sound old-fashioned in German too, and they're far less common in spoken German than the form that includes a wenn. But you will see them in writing sometimes. Now, I'm afraid I have to confess, I have slightly oversimplified again. Haben, sein and the modal verbs aren't the only ones that have their own single word conditional form in German. In fact, a lot of verbs do, although the single word conditional for them is used less and less often nowadays. You might still see them in writing though. Usually the conditional form sounds like the simple past form, but with an E on the end of the I, he, she and it form, and often, but not always, with a vowel change particularly one that adds an umlaut. For instance, geben, to give, has the simple past form ich gab, I gave, and the conditional form ich gebe, I would give. 
these single word conditional forms are most likely to be used with common irregular verbs. Common meaning the ones that get used a lot, and irregular meaning ones that have tricky bits to remember in their conjugation. But even with these, their use is now very rare in speech, and increasingly infrequent in writing. So there's little point in taking up your learning time learning to use them, even if you're a very advanced learner. In fact, my advice is that beginners should just use Wörter plus the infinitive any time you want to use a conditional, as people will understand what you mean. Except for with would like, that is, for which I suspect most of you have already mastered möchte, and there's no point in taking a backwards step on that. Slightly more advanced beginners might also want to try and remember wäre for would be, hätte for would have, and könnte for could. Intermediate learners, I recommend you try and memorise all of the one-word conditionals for haben, sein and the modal verbs, at least in the I, he, she and it form. Slightly more advanced intermediates, I recommend that you try and make sure that you use the correct conjugation of the conditional form. Advanced learners, I recommend you also learn all of the one-word conditionals for haben, sein and the modal verbs. But don't bother trying to learn any of the other single word conditionals. Instead, I recommend just trying to recognise them when you come across them either in speech or more likely in written German. The main things to look out for are past tenses with unexpected vowel changes and past tenses that don't quite make sense in the context. Some conditionals are exactly the same as the past tense form of the verb and even Germans only recognise that the word is being used as a conditional from the context. I wouldn't recommend trying to learn any to use yourself, as their use is really falling out of fashion nowadays. So, to summarise, conditional sentences are basically the ones that you would use would in in English, and also related if clauses. The German for would is würde, which you can use together with the infinitive of another verb. For some verbs, though, instead of using würde plus an infinitive, German uses a single word conditional form of the verb. The verbs it most often does that with are to be, to have, and the modal verbs können, can, dürfen, may, müssen, must, sollen, shall, mögen, to like, and wollen, to want. It can also use a single word conditional with other verbs, but you will usually see and hear Wörter plus the infinitive for those other verbs, which is what I would recommend that learners of German use. The single word conditional form of the verb is often very similar to the simple past of that verb, except with an umlaut over the vowel. It can be exactly the same as the simple past form though, in which case you just have to work out from the context whether the simple past or the conditional is intended. English differentiates between the verb form used in would clauses and the verb form used in if clauses, with the if clause verb sounding more like a past tense in English. However, German doesn't differentiate between the two. You use the same conditional form in each type of clause in German. Whether you use the single word form of the conditional or would plus an infinitive, depends on the verb in question, not on whether it's in the if clause or the would clause. 
I should, however, point out that not all conditionals involve an if clause and a would clause. There are other things you can do with the conditional, and I'll be covering more conditional sentences next time. On word order, I think there are two key things to remember from this podcast. The first thing is that then is a subordinating conjunction that sends the conjugated verb right to the end of the clause, so that where you have a verde and an infinitive, both come at the end of the clause, in the order infinitive verde. The second thing is that if you want to use dan, then, as a linking word into your verde clause, instead of your verde coming first, immediately after the previous clause, you slip the dan in before the verde and start the clause dan verde or dan followed by any of the other single word conditionals, such as dan könnte. That's it for German Grammar Pod this time. Thanks again to Martin Kraus for his native speaker input. Next time, I'll be explaining some more stuff you can do with the conditional and how to do it. So until next time, goodbye and thanks for listening.